special program in living color on NBC. Celebrity Roast, starring members of the Goodman family, Safola Goodman, Steve Goodman, and Jerry, and Accordion Joe. Also starring members of Spud's production company, Trent Botello, Anna Howell, Derek Schneider, and permanent temporary co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Featuring special guest stars, Ken Osmond and Bernie Coppell, plus calls from Spud's fans. And now, here is the producer of the Spud Goodman Show, Ms. Lori Madsen. Hello, my name is Lori Madsen, and I'm the executive producer of the Spud Goodman Show. Tonight, we're excited to bring you the roast of Spud Goodman. If you're tuning in for the first time, I should state that our host, Spud Goodman, is a highly unlikable human being that clearly deserves what is coming to him tonight. And I can't think of one other individual in show business that would be a better candidate for a complete roasting. And yes, I did use the term show business loosely. I will admit, Spud may not fully be on board with this event, but that doesn't matter as pleasing the listeners is what I'm concerned with. Now, many of you have written in suggesting this, so all I can say is, you're welcome. I will now turn over tonight's festivities to our roast master, temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Good call, yo. Gerald, please begin the show as I will hang up now and monitor proceedings for my office. And Gerald, don't screw this up. Well, why, uh, thank you, Lori. And uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to our very first roast. It very well could be our last, so let's make it the best we can. Well, come on now. Listen, if any listeners would like to call in and be a guest roaster, that would be Jim Dandy, as we have our interns manning the phone lines now to allow you the opportunity to get in a few shots on Spud. The New York Friars Club, founded in 1904, is a fraternal organization of comedians and other celebrities. It originated the practice of honoring members with risque and playful roasts. Its first celebrity roast was in honor of theater impresario Oscar Hammerstein in 1908. I'm sure he's going to be a good sport here and take it all with a sense of humor. Am I right, Spud? F*** no. Oh, this is, this is like a cheap stunt. everything. No, no one wants to hear me get roasted. I'm not a big That's... enough on-air personality or star to get roasted anyway. It's a waste of time. No, no, no. I, I've got to disagree with you. I, I, listen, I've read three or four emails that uh, executive producer uh, Sh- Lori showed me, and they all said that they would love to hear you get roasted on the air. Yeah. Uh, now, understand, yeah. this idea was thoroughly researched by her. This is something our listeners want to hear, so I suggest you kick back and enjoy the next hour. Fighting it will make it more pleasant, but I'm not a pussy, so if you think well, I'm scared of hearing people talking crap about me and it's going to make me cry or something you're wrong man i'm just not comfortable with the setup here i've always been the host of my show and there's no reason why i cannot handle your chore too no no i can be the roast master you can't be the host of your own roast 
My goodness. You've had Jeff Ross on a few times. You'd think you'd know the hey, rules hey, about these things. I know Jeff Ross. I Jeff know. Ross is a friend of mine. Well, okay, he's not really probably a, a friend, but he's been on the show a few that. times. And we know each other. So, And you're sure, sir, you are no Jeff Ross. All right? And there are no freaking roast rules. You know, I'm <laughs> versatile enough to wear as many hats as I want. Uh, sorry, but the ship has sailed. So, uh, oh, hey, by the way, I'm being told we have our first guest roaster on the line. Uh, let's, put, let's put it through. Am I on the air? <laughs> you sure are, Mrs. Goodman. You called in right on time. You know, I guess it's apropos that the mother of Spud Goodman would be our first roaster here tonight. Uh, and you are uh, again? Oh, I, I'm Gerald Holcomb, Mrs. Goodman. I'm the temporary permanent co-host. We've spoken many times on the show over the last few months. Are you that carpet salesman? I don't care for yeah, you, but him. this night is all about the son I almost started giving birth to. Should I do my roasting now? Absolutely. Your son is sitting here just waiting mom, for you. Mom, mom, you don't have to do this, you know. Nonsense. I worked on all day on this. So, my son Spud here thinks he was a planned baby, or at least an, indiv- an ambivalent one, but the truth is his father, Sparky, was totally not into having kids. When Spud's older sister, oh, Sophia, boy. was born, he tried to give himself a vasectomy, but of course he botched it up real good and I had to take him to the emergency. But anyway, when he learned I was pregnant with Spud, he just about flipped. I mean, the man was using three condoms at one time after Sophia. So, yes, you could describe Spud as somewhat of an accidental child. Maybe one in a five million. You know, when he was a baby, he seemed a little slow. So he got the mom, 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 you're, mom, you're not. You're supposed to be telling jokes, not true stories of my life. Haven't you ever seen a real roast before? I'm just telling some stories that everyone in our family has always found funny. Like first day of preschool, the teacher oh, asked boy. me if you had been diagnosed as bipolar, and I had to tell her the truth that no, you were just an annoying jerk of a kid. You just about drove her out of education field by the end of that school year. Well, I can imagine that's true. Thank you, Mrs. Goodman, for starting off the roast of your son. I'm done now? I have a bunch more material to do. Who made you the king of the show here? I'm well, with you on that one, Mom, but I'm under orders to sit here and take it like a little bitch. Well, uh, listen, I believe it's our intern Trent's turn to jump in here. Trent, what do you have for us? Spud's so cheap. Maybe you pay him $5 each week to be the intern on a show. Well, that's not exactly humorous, Trent. Is that all you got? No, I'm just telling the truth. Being a college student, it's hard to have cash in my pockets every week. Hey, hey, I should be charging you at least 20 bucks a show to sit here and learn about the radio business. You're whining. It's a learning fee, okay? It's a learning fee. I assess it, in, in it's, it's the right thing to do, okay? And that money gets circulated back to appropriate, you know, uh, well, I don't need to get into where it goes, but look at you over there. You going to start crying? Fine. <laughs> Never mind. I'm sorry, Spud. I'll pay the fight after the show. Anna said she'd loan it to me. Good. Well, that'll work. All right, so uh, I need to take a, a real quick break here and uh, play some music, because that's what that's, music is what I'm all about. So let's, let's check I, out. Excuse me. Mom. 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 Wait a minute. Can I just stay on the line and jump back? Yeah, in yeah. After? No, Mom, I've got a job to do. Just hang tight for a second. Yeah, unfortunately. But right now, the great Metalachi, the world's only heavy metal mariachi band, um, and we're going to play their version of Master of Puppets. They perform this live on our video podcast that we shot. Uh, they're, they're amazing. They're totally amazing. And people can still see it uh, on our YouTube channel. 
Okay, Mom, what do you got? Can I stay on the line and just jump back in after no, the no, 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 no. No, Mrs. Goodman, we've got a full lineup of people who want to get a shot at Spud, so that's going to have to be it for you. Thank you, though. Spud was right. You really are a dick. Oh. Okay. Here now is Metalachi. your way of telling me something.
the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Spud Goodman Show. What a jerk. Hey, uh, Spud, our first guest, Ken Osman, is on the line. Gee, you know, if I would have thought about it, I would have contacted his people to see if he wanted to no. participate in your roast. Uh, how cool would it be for no. Eddie Haskell to roast you? Uh, better than Jeff Ross, I think. No, and that's not going to happen here. I do not want him to know anything about this stupid roast. Well, I, I won't say anything about it, okay? But really, it would be neat if he joined in. I, I know you hold him in high esteem and credit him as a major role model for you growing up. Well, he was a rock star to me. Yeah. But my, my mother would always turn the TV off when he was on the screen during Leave it to Beaver. She thought he was like a bad influence on me. Yeah, well, was he? He was Eddie freaking Haskell, man. Of course he was a bad influence. Put him on. Okay. Please welcome actor, model, and former LAPD officer Ken Osmond. Thank you for checking in with us tonight. Hey, how you doing, Spud? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, <laughs> well, before we begin this thing, I must disclose that I, I am a Leave it to Beaver fanatic, have seen every episode broadcast. I guess it was like my Shakespeare growing up, multi-layered storytelling that spoke to a generation, you know? Oh, listen! You'd be surprised how often I hear that. Absolutely. Oh, you're you're not you're not all alone out there. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I believe Jerry Mathers said that you were the best actor on the show, as you were totally different than your character Eddie Haskell. That you're an extremely nice guy off the show. Yeah, you know. Well, I'd like to think so. Well, the only way I'm hearing that is if I pay someone to say it. So, but that being said, here's my question: Were you a, a method actor? Did you immerse yourself into being a total jerk just for the show? Uh, I'm not going to call it all method acting, uh, but yes, I did. Uh, you know, be, when they said roll them, I became Eddie, as I've always done uh, in everything I've I've ever acted in. You you just you gotta set your mind right and become that person when you when you go on, and you'll you'll put it over better. Did they have like Emmys in those days? Because you should have swept them year after year. I just just that's just my take. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, but oh yeah, they had Emmys, but no. You know, uh, a funny thing, our show was never in the top ten when it was original. That is unbelievable. unbelievable. But you don't remember what ten were. No. What were they in that era? I'm trying to think. What, I have no idea, but ours is still out there. I guess you toss in Bonanza, but all right. Well, uh, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me say this. My mother often felt you were too big an influence on me growing up. Did you experience other parents trying to keep their kids away from you, fearing you'd rub off on them? Well, not me personally, but, oh, I've heard that many times from so many people. You know, hey, my mom always said stay away from people like him. How did that impact you? Uh, I know you're in your later teenage years, uh, but didn't did, I mean? Did it ever bother you that uh, even though people didn't know the real Ken Osmond, did they just just surmise that maybe you were Eddie in real life? Oh no, it, it's uh, I take it as a as a compliment, really. It's uh, it means I'm doing a decent job. All right. Uh, well, you now have a new book out titled "The Life and Times of America's Preeminent Bad Boy Ken Osmond." It's written. It was written. By Actually, there's two books, but that oh. is that is one. Yes, that's basically a, a biography. Right. And it's uh, it's pretty complete. It was written by Christopher Lynch and is available at all bookstores and online. So I'm telling my listeners to ask for it. Uh, uh, Amazon, Amazon has got it. All right. Super. That's pl that's the place to look for it. All right. Well, Jerry Mathers wrote the foreword to the book. Is that correct? What do you have to say? He did. Yes. What do you have to say in that? 
generally? Uh, he was more than flattering. Uh, I mean, Jerry and I have been friends for, well, almost 60 years now. And we're, we're good friends. You know, Spud, when I watched Leave it to Beaver growing up, I most identified with Lumpy. I, I don't know. Maybe it was because my really? dad used to call me Lumpy a few times after we got done watching the show. Okay. I never saw the resemblance, but I did enjoy the actor who played him. I think his name was Frank Bank. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind Lumpy, but he was a pretty big kiss-ass, if you ask me. I don't know. I thought he was a great role model for kids. Uh, it was Eddie Haskell who was the real troublemaker. N now that you're speaking with Ken Osmond tonight, I can see the similarity similarities in his character on Leave it to Beaver and the man you've become. Talk about influencing innocent youth. Well, I continue to feel Eddie was a misunderstood icon, and someday, here, I mean, Ken's character will be re-examined in a much more positive light. Maybe by the French. Oh, I wouldn't count on <clears throat> We had Tony Dow on the show last year, and what an interesting man. He, he said doing Leave it to Beaver was a total blast, but he didn't get to do the whole teenage kid thing really while working for the studio. I mean, I know he was a Junior Olympics diving champion, so he did get out a bit, but how about you? Did you still get to do the normal teenage stuff while working oh, on the show? Of course I did. I, I, I went to regular school on, on the days that I wasn't working, and uh, uh, I actually I was... Uh, a part of the ROTC in high school. Enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I, I did regular kid things. We'd cut, cut class occasionally and go to the beach and, you know, just uh, kid things. Uh, growing up in the 50s was so great. What a hell of a time to grow up. Yeah, in Southern California. Yeah, you, did you graduate from, was it North Hollywood High you graduated from? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right, super. Um, well, that, I get that, leads, that leads me to my other question about the other actors on the show during your teenage years. On the weekends, did you, did you guys hang out much? I, I don't think the Beverly Center Mall was around those days, but did you guys go out and play putt-putt or do anything, you know, normal? Uh, there were times that we did, yeah. We'd have birthday parties or something, but uh, normally they had their f circle of friends, and I had mine. Uh, but, but, yeah, occasionally we'd get together for a party or something. All right. Um, well, later after you left showbiz uh, in your early or in your 20s sometime, I guess, you joined the LAPD, uh, correct? In 1970, I became a, an officer. Uh, well, during your career, you know, uh, it's public record, you were shot on two occasions. That's a pretty big price to pay for a job. That's a tough gig down there. I know that for a fact. Uh, did you enjoy your career? Uh, for the most part, yes. Now, there's... Uh, there's a lot negative about being a policeman too. Uh, I mean, it uh, it takes a toll on your mind, uh, and I regret that part of it. But uh, the job is exciting. It's different every day, and you see things that the uh, average person never even conceived of. So it's interesting. But uh, looking back. I wouldn't do it again, uh, especially not in today's society. Yeah, that, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, did, did you, did you uh, do any acting gigs while you were still on the force? Uh, not much. Uh, once in a while, I'd uh, have a day off that coincided with some sort of little gig, uh, but nothing of any consequence at all. Well, how much crap did you have to take from your fellow officers about your TV? Oh. Every day. Oh, roll call was a riot. <laughs> what, what, yeah, they, I, I caught a lot of crap from from the other cops. But that, it was all in good fun. I mean, that was great. 
Any uh, any particular uh, jabs that they took uh, repeatedly? I, I obviously, uh, well, I mean, they, they're, they're probably all familiar with various storylines of the show. Did they hit you up with anything in particular? Uh, nothing real special, just but it was regular every day. So, uh, and, you know, but it just became part of the ordeal. Did they call you Eddie? Oh, quite often. Okay. Oh, I answer to it. Oh, do you? Okay, all right, super, super. It's good to know uh, if we run into each other. Um, well, you have a new movie coming out titled Characters. I guess it was shot in, in the state of Florida, correct? Right, in uh, near Orlando, yes. Okay, and we're on in Tampa, uh, maybe in down that, in that area right now, and also in Fort Myers. Uh, how was the experience for you doing doing that particular film? It looks kind of interesting. I saw the the. Rundown. It's kind of fun. You know, my my wife and I have totally different uh, tastes in movies, and what she likes is what we've referred to as a feel good movie, and characters is that. It's a feel good movie. So what? In in well, let me let me probe further. Uh, is that your taste, or do you tend to uh, go more towards the dark side? Uh, not the dark side, no. But I like more action, and yeah. well, I was totally addicted to uh, uh, Breaking Bad. That's my my taste. Yes. And my wife wouldn't watch any of it. She hated it. <laughs> That was art. That really was. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you totally. Um, well, let me hit you up with this one. This is my money question. Uh, what was your most memorable moment as Eddie Haskell? Uh, all right, I'll tell you what Eddie allowed me to do. I was not portraying Eddie at the time, but through Eddie, I was allowed to meet President Reagan when he was the sitting president, and I had a private tour of the White House. What an incredible experience. Wow. A personal tour, huh? Geesh. Uh, did, did you sh share any uh, words of wisdom with him? No, no. We didn't get all that personal, but, uh, God, I learned so much about the workings and such. I'll tell you what, in my opinion... The greatest president since I've been politically aware. Well, could I ask? Could I ask you this though? Did did he even acknowledge that Eddie Haskell was in his presence? Did his staff? Did I mean? Did, was it ever brought up? Ah, uh, not while I was there. I don't believe. Oh, it got had to be said at a staff meeting or something. I mean, Eddie Haskell does not. Oh, come I, to an I event. didn't. I didn't go to any staff meetings or anything. I no. It was just a no. I mean, uh, his, strictly a. I mean, his staff must have discussed the fact that, for me... Oh, I don't know. You were, I mean, it, well, it's a, it's a privilege to have Eddie Haskell come and visit anywhere. So <laughs> I just saw him, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, all right. Well, uh, Ken Osmond, this has been a memorable moment for me, Spud Goodman. I mean, I do a ton of these celebrity interviews, but seldom do I speak with someone who I feel so close to, though we have never spoken before. Uh, you know, no, and I, I, God, I'm, I'm flattered, really. Absolutely. I mean, I just feel it's this uh, this bond I always have with you and your character. Um, probably more your character. But uh, anyway, our listeners can find out more about what you're up to these days by going to www.genesiscreations.biz. And also, you're going to be appearing at the Hollywood Show to sign autographs and pictures on April 24th and 25th. Yeah, that's a biggie, too. Uh, it's been going on a long time. I, I was there last year. 
And there were so many notable people there. Um, okay, I just want to tell you, I really appreciate you taking the time to check in with us tonight. Uh, this has been one of my, uh, this, is a little, this is on my bucket list. I have spoken to Eddie Haskell. All right, I can now <laughs> die a happy man. So, Mr. Ken Osmond, thank you very much. Spud, thank you. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Please say hello to our musical guest for this evening, Wynn Burial. All right, uh, so hello. Hi. Hello. Um, So the band's been together since early 2013, so my first question is, uh, are you guys, like, over the honeymoon stage? Because have you got, like, all used to, like, you know, your habits and tastes? Because a band's sort of like a marriage in a lot of ways, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. You got to strategize just to be in the same room together. So, um, hey, uh, uh, Spud, I, I need to hop in here if I could as yeah. the roast master. Yeah. I want to invite anybody in the band. If you have, if you'd like to join in on the roast, it's our roast episode. Feel free to take a shot at Spud. They, Anything they, they you want to say. They don't want to do that. Right? You don't know please, that. Give him a, give him a chance. Give no, him, you don't want to do this. You give so, him, okay, uh, let me ask you this. So, so you uh, guys have a new record out titled, We Used to Be Hunters. Is, is there a backstory to this, to the title? Yeah, we used to all be hunters. No. Oh, okay. All right, super. Um, but you release, you don't actually, you don't actually kill. You use like, what, like, like uh, oh, no, those tranquilizer guns? You don't really kill. Yeah. Okay, super. All right. Um, we're bow hunters. Bow hunters, you know, hunters. All right. Like the Nuge. All right. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, you recorded the album in an old church up near Anacortes. Did you pick up any spooky vibes in the building while recording? Like maybe somebody died there playing bingo and decided to hang around for eternity? Completely haunted. Totally. Totally haunted? Totally haunted. Kind of like the, vi- uh, the reverb on this, on this interview. Yeah. It's interesting. Okay, super. Um, so what's, what's the band's position on the Fed raising interest rates this next quarter? Because an overreaction as inflation seems to be quelled for the time being. I don't actually know anything about this, but I was getting my teeth cleaned at the dentist. And I saw it on CNBC. I don't know if you guys know anything about it. No, Our position is to eat the rich. Okay. Generally. All right. Super. Yes. Oh, I don't think there's nobody. You're not going to be snacking in anyone on this in this studio right now. I can tell you that. So, what's the name of the first song you're going to be doing? Uh, we're doing a song called Crown of Bones. All right. Super. Let's do it.
This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. All right, it's Clip of the Week time. Tonight we have something from a TV show called America's Survival, and it's hosts Jerry Kenny and co-host Peter LaBarbera, I think it is. Anyway, it seems like these guys got all worked up on the question of whether gay people are born with their sexual preference. They clearly don't buy into the commonly held belief that your sexuality is most probably determined at birth through your genetic makeup. No, these guys, and others like them, I guess, seem pretty threatened with this theory. Me thinks they protest too much, as it might hit a little too close to home. One thing I am sure of is there's definitive data available to verify that these two guys are, in fact, ignorant dumbasses. Roll the clip. I don't believe in gay people. I don't believe there is such a thing as a gay person. Shut up. You know, and I would like somebody somewhere with all of these great uh, uh, gay uh, think tanks that they claim to have, prove to me scientifically with some, 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 some evidence that there really is a, what they call a gay gene or whatever. They can't. There isn't. It's a behavior. Shut up. So, so we've already bought hook, line, and sinker uh, in this country that, oh, they can't help it. Uh, they're just born that way. You know, well, that's great. I mean, I, I guess a rapist ought to say, hey, I can't help it. I was just born a rapist. Hey, 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 you shut your face. Shut the f*** up, Donnie. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. They say, well, it's natural. And say, okay, well, let's accept that argument. Okay, let's say it's natural. But there are a lot of things that are natural that aren't necessarily good. In nature, animals rape one another. So should, should rape be okay? Some animals eat their own uh, waste. Is that okay? Uh, you know, animals eat their young. I'm, is our new standard now in this society that we've, we've brought down, and as long as we're at the animal level, then it's okay? Shut up. As long as we're at the animal level, then it's okay? Shut up. As long as we're at the animal level, then it's okay? Will you shut up? Shut up! Shut, 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 shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Their argument is basically, you're absolutely right, that it that if it well, occurs in nature, it's quote natural. That's that's a that's an odd descript- definition of natural because everything has happened. I mean, look at murder, etc. Well, poison, poison is natural. Let's all drink a, a cup of poison. Oh, shut up! Well, why didn't you say so? This is the Spud Goodman Show. What else is there, man? Hey, uh, so let's get back to some more roasting. Why don't we? What do you say, Spud? I vote no. Oh. Well, listen, they're telling me we have a caller who would like to say something. Caller, are you there? I sure am. Can I, can I go now? Uh, absolutely. Let it fly. Look, I've listened to Spud's show on and off for the last six months or so. Mm-hmm. I used to watch his cable TV show, too, and I couldn't ever figure out 
why someone so dumb could host a show. I mean, my pet hamster Lucky is smarter than this dude. But Gudman, you are stupid. Well, where's the joke, though, man? I mean, calling me stupid isn't funny. Well, maybe not, but it's still true. Well, caller, we're sort of expecting our roasters to have prepared jokes to tell at Spud's expense here. Just saying he's dumb. Well, we're hoping for something a little more snappy. Yeah. Well, look, I just wanted to call in and say what I said. It's been on my mind for a while. He really bugs me. I, I got to go. Bye. Oh, okay. Well, uh, okay. Next, I believe we have Dave on the soundboard who'd like to chime in here. You know, Spud, we've worked together for over 25 years. I know this. And all that time, I've wanted to say this. <clears throat> Your liberal rantings are so pathetic that I choose to let you spout what you do without responding, as nothing I could counter with would do more to diminish your rhetoric than the weight of your own words. Pick up a book, any book by Ayn Rand, and learn. Oh, okay. Um, anything else, Dave? Uh, no, I'm done here. That was a little personal, don't you think? And well, I never, and I never, I never liked that lady, you know, because she's kind of like mean and selfish. She, she makes Dick Cheney look warm and fuzzy. All right, listen, Spud, we have another caller on the line. Hopefully, this will be a little bit lighter. I believe it's Accordion Joe, the show's orchestra. Joe, are you there? I sure am. Boy, I've been waiting for an opportunity like this, Spud. Cats are more loyal than you. In all my years in the entertainment industry... Even doing the Mike Douglas show, yes, I know, most everybody thought Mike was the sweet guy to be around, but he cussed me out like a sailor when we were off the air, the show I was on. I guess when <laughs> they hung me upside down 20 feet in the air, I was playing my accordion, and I accidentally spit my chewing gum out, and it fell right in his mouth. Oh, Ooh. boy, was he pissed. Anyway, Spud, you make Mike Douglas seem like a choir boy. Hey, you hey. are such a jerk that hey, I... Hey, 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 where are the jokes? This thing is getting really nasty. Does, does everybody agree with me around here? Well, well, we could sure use something that would elicit a chuckle or something. Uh, accordion Joe, do you have anything else? Well, I do have a few riddles I could toss out. You know, everyone loves riddles. No, 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 no. I mean, do you have a joke about Spud you want to share with our listeners? Well, there's not much funny about him. I guess I could try to make something up here. How about Spud Goodman is uglier than a Halloween pumpkin in mid-November? You know, by then they get so moldy and soft, and they really reek, too. Okay, I, I, can, t I can take ugly jokes, not a problem. But you are so ugly that... No, no, no not by you! Uh, hey, Mr. Roast Host or whatever you are, oh. cut him off. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Well, we do have to go now, Joe, but thanks for calling in to our first annual Spud Goodman Roast. Annual? Great. I've got 12 months to work on more material. Hey, hey, I, I, I still have a show to do. Hey, Mr. Temporary Co-Host, check and see if our next guest is on the line. Oh. He's probably holding. Well, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, again, it's Temporary Permanent Co-Host. And, uh, oh, your next guest, Bernie Coppell, is on the line, Spud. Uh, you know, he's a real TV legend. Uh, I know. It took us like a while to get through to his people. Uh, I was trying to figure a rough estimate of how many hours of TV shows that Bernie Capel was on that I've watched oh. over the years. And it was so many, my mind started to cramp. Well, yeah, and, and he's still working today, right? Yeah, but they don't make character actors in TV sitcoms like Bernie anymore. Well, do you want me to ask him to join in no, on your roast? No, no, he, absolutely not. He is he, TV he royalty. Like... Put him on. Uh, all right, you got it. Please welcome to the show actor Bernie Capel. How's it going, Bernie? 
It is going so well. Here I am. I'm uh, two months away from my 82nd birthday. I have two beautiful boys, a wonderful wife, and wow. My attitude is gratitude, young fellow. I, I'm I, I got to tell you what's what's what I'm very excited about. Aside from the things that, that I've mentioned, uh, May 25th is Memorial Day. Yes, it is. Okay, and uh, my ship when I was in the Navy was the USS Iowa. The ship of presidents. Yes. And on the Iowa, I'm going to be hosting a Q&A about the ship, where I was just the lowest of the low. I was just a seaman apprentice, uh, and evolved in, later on, 20 years later, into a full commander on the love boat, which is a nice, <laughs> a nice differentiation. Um, well, let me let me deal with this. Uh, for the teenagers out there who are listening who may not be aware, Bernie is a highly acclaimed character actor who played Doc on the long-running series The Love Boat. I personally, that was really, really into your character, Siegfried, uh, the chaos agent on Get Smart. That was one of the all-time greatest shows. May I tell you, shows. Spud, that I, enjoy, I was 33. I was so happy uh, using the comedy of, of anger and contempt and superciliousness uh, with my Siegfried character, and uh, and I guess it really impressed people because uh, it's still very popular. The uh, yes. the the, uh, the the video of of all the years we did is is out and it's doing very well. It's a great show. So, yeah, uh, well, well, it was it was marvelous, and Don was a delight uh, to work with Don Adams. And um, it's, it's sad, I say, he was a Marine in World War II, and uh, the bullets didn't kill him, but the cigarettes did. So any of you people out there who are still smoking, drop it, because it is deleterious to your health. Well, you're a doctor. Well, they better take that advice to heart. Uh, but I never lost a patient yet. That's right. Well, besides... Neither did I ever cure anybody. Well, you don't know that. You may have, but... Um, I, may, I may have cheered them up a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but was, yeah. Let me toss this out, though. Besides, though, being a regular on Get Smart, you know, obviously the love boat, you appeared on just about every TV sitcom in the 60s and 70s, like Green Acres, My Favorite Martian, Petticoat Junction, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, The Flying Nun. I could go on, but I think everyone gets the deal. You were the go-to character actor in TV sitcoms. That was me. That was me, and it was a very happy and anxiety-provoking time. When I was doing Get Smart that you mentioned, I was also a regular on the uh, Marlo Thomas show, That Girl. Oh, That Girl, yeah. So sometimes I did both in the same week. It was just a, a marvelous uh, period for me. And and I look back on those days as, as happy, happy days. Of course, they're not as happy as my days now because I had my first kid when I was 64. I had my Congratulations. second kid when I was 68. Whoa. And now these guys are, um, one is taller than I am, the 17-year-old, and the other guy, uh, the, the littler guy is 12 years old, and uh, he's a terrific little baseball player. Um, Bernie, I did want to ask you, uh, in preparation to play the part of the doctor on the love boat, did Aaron Spelling send you to like a weekend medical school, or at least an EMT program to get up to speed? <laughs> you were the head medical officer on the ship, so no, you seem so knowledgeable. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I have to say to you when I've said to some other people, I said, hey, look, it wasn't the documentary. This was a romantic fantasy, a romantic fantasy that could be, and it came from this book that um, a lovely Geraldine Saunders wrote. She was a cruise director, and she jotted down some of her experiences, and she knew a very skirt-chasing doctor 
who found great license in uh, chasing chasing the ladies, and he had fun with it, and I guess he didn't offend too many people. And she wrote that down, uh, and uh, I, I mean, I laugh. I say this guy, uh, in a in a most inoffensive way, had the had the license to say to any woman he found attractive, "Take your clothes off. I'll be right in." Well, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting at. The the uh, as far as the doctor angle, it, I mean. It could be played uh, to, to your own benefit. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, and, and, I, and I'm not saying that you did that as a civilian playing a doctor, but I, I got to believe there still were some bennies with that role, wasn't there? Some what with the role? Some bennies, some benefits, some. Uh, oh, the, the benefits. We Spike, have, well, finally, you book a guest. I and my whole family are excited about. Thank you for taking my recommendation about Blue Hey, I watched The Love Boat too. We didn't book him just because you've been bugging us to. I asked our executive producer to see if he was available because he's a really interesting guy. Are you going to ask him about his episode? Look, there you go again. Mr. Baxi Driver, I will decide what I ask Bernie. I mean, do I come over to your house at mealtime and tell you what to discuss at the dinner table? No, I do not. Okay, okay, I get it. It's your show. Yes. I'll let you get back to the interview. And I will. Thank you very much. Well, I apologize about this. Um, well, you did mention happy endings, so I got to ask you. There, there seems to be a lot of action if you catch my drift uh, on cruise ships and stuff. So that that was uh, that was reality based. Is that I mean, in the, the gist of, I mean, yeah, I mean, people go on cruises and they, it's a romantic kind of thing, and uh, just that's what I'm kind of trying to get at in a roundabout way. I don't want to offend you, but uh, ships, there's hey, a lot of action. You cannot offend me. I have no shame. It's. Uh... It's, that's been that's been uh, totally established a long time ago. So there's a lot of hookups uh, on ships, on cruise ships, correct? Did you say hookers? Hookups, or or that, or that. <laughs> no, no, no. What? But it was a written show. It was a written show, right? With with the setups and punchlines, and uh, these reality things just go on and on and on. I'm with in, you. Uh, I'm with you totally on that topic. One hundred percent. Strange way. All right. Well. Um, he, when you guys uh, shot on the uh, shot the the program, uh, did, was it an actual cruise ship or was it a set? Part of the year was on uh, on a set at 20th Century Fox and later on at the Goldwyn Studio. Mm-hmm. But every year, once we were established as a hit, uh, we did three two-hour specials. Uh, starting out in Mexico, 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 and then then somebody whispered in Aaron Spelling's ear, "We're a hit. We can go other places." So then we started going to the Caribbean, then we started going to the Mediterranean, then Scandinavia, then the Far East, the Middle East. We went all over the world. Wow! And uh, on on these ships. Uh, well, Bernie, I got to ask you this though. It's a question that I ask many guests that do regular series work. How are the craft services on the show? Did they offer you the whole cruise cuisine, like even midnight buffets, while you while while uh, you're in production? Did Aaron sp- spring for some decent food? I guess that's what I'm getting at. My friend, we we were guests. Uh, aside from aside from uh, filming, there were there were uh, hundreds and hundreds of other uh, real guests. So we had everything that they had. Oh, super. all the amenities with with massages, with <laughs> super, with uh, midnight buffets. Oh, with a, there you I mean, go. The biggest problem was they say don't eat your face off because you've gained twenty pounds. So we had everything that everybody else had, and and uh, they were very happy to have us aboard because they people like celebrities. Except in the beginning, I must tell you, before we were hit, there was a woman who was so annoyed 
that her cruise was seemingly being uh, disrupted, that she, she planted her deck chair right on our tracks where we were supposed to have the camera come and, uh, and film our show. But after, afterwards, people, afterwards, people would sit all day long in their, in their uh, black tie outfits just to be in, uh, in a shot uh, on the love boat. And we went for 10 years plus uh, three two-hour That's specials. amazing. And then, and then we did uh, Love Boat the Next Wave with Robert Urich. And uh, by the way, our first re- review in the L.A. Times was, I quote, it's going to sink like the Titanic. It went on for 10 years plus um, three two-hour episodes. That's and a then, lengthy uh, run. And then lengthy on uh, Love Boat the Next Wave, we got, we got our only good review uh, they said this is a smart, uh, 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 smart, sweetly written episode, and that was uh, that lasted just a couple of months. So don't pay any attention to uh, reviewers because may, they may have had a bad lunch or had uh, had a fight with their wife or, or with their husband or their significant other. I'm gonna write they that down. Don't. I'm writing that yeah, down right now. <laughs> write it down quickly. Right. Well, you know, I want to make it clear that you're uh, also, in addition to uh, looking back, you're still working now. I mean, you've appeared on current day TV shows like Charmed, Monk, Scrubs, My Name Is Earl, among many others. So you're still going strong, and you're not. You have no plans to retire, right? You're soon to be 82. Never, Who cares? never, never. I will never retire because uh, retirement uh, to me means um, just waiting to die, and I have so many reasons to live now with my beautiful wife and my magnificent yes. kids. Yes. Um, you got. I got to. You know, they, if they need a pair of shoes, if they want to go to school, I got to pay for that. So I got to keep working, and I and I love it. I, lo- I It's, you know, like Morgan Freeman said, I never worked a day in my life. It was all fun. It was all fun, and that's the way I look at it. And uh, my attitude is gratitude. And and look at you being on the radio and uh, having. Spr- a I know it's a thrill you, for you. you I know this. Have to, uh, you don't have to uh, sell shoes or something work. like that. Work. You're, you're saying work, basically, yes, and you are so right. This, the, you can't beat this gig. I, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, at my age, I have no intention of getting a real job. So, well, I got to tell you, this has just been an amazing uh, conversation. Uh, I just want to thank you so very much for taking the time to check in with us tonight. This is, this is uh, yeah, I mean, this has been like a, a Hollywood history lesson 101. But it is my pleasure, and I got to lay this on you before before I leave. My proctologist's name was Spud. I don't know what that means to you, but yeah, wise he was, man, he was a very good proctologist. Well, that's great to hear. Uh, you know, I, I, you could have went a different, <laughs> a lot of different directions, and, and that one, I'll hey. I, I, well, there's only one direction uh, in, in, in what he did. It okay, was just, well, uh, yeah, there you go. All right, that was it. <laughs> All right, okay, then. have a great everything, and, and uh, hello to all your listeners. And uh, You just have a wonderful day, okay? Yeah, you too, kiddo. Have fun. All right, take care. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, Doc, can I get you something? Yeah, some pest spray. There's a certain gopher I'd like to get rid of. <laughs> oh, you guys still fighting over Yvonne, huh? You got it. She invited both of us to stay at her house for a couple of days. Hey, gopher and I are close, but not that close. <laughs> well, why don't you try a little reverse psychology? Such as? Well, go up to the gopher and say, listen, I've been thinking. We both can't go out with Yvonne, so why don't you take her? Yeah. And gopher, being the suspicious character that he is, will think that something's fishy, and he'll say, no, why don't you take her? And then I get to take her? Right. Isaac, that's the oldest trick in the book. 
Well, it wouldn't be in the book if it didn't work. <laughs> Go ahead. Hi, guys. Hey, Hello. go. Go for I've been thinking. Now, the both of us can't go out with Yvonne. So why don't you take her? Okay, Doc. Thanks. <laughs> The Spud Goodman Show. Some people like it. Once again, win burial. Goodman Show. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. 
Hey, what's up, comedy fans? This is Jeff Ross, the Roastmaster. For some unknown reason, you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Okay, uh, listen, we still have some people who are clamoring for the chance to roast Spud here. So let's try and get them on the air before we have to sign off. I believe we have Spud's Uncle Steve. Now, he's the ventriloquist, right? No, no, he's not a ventriloquist. And please do not allow him to waste any airtime with, with that little dummy he carries around with him. I, I, I've had enough of it. Uh, it's sick, if you ask me. All right, uh, Uncle Steve, are you there? Well, we're both here, and Jerry does not appreciate still being called a dummy. We have expressed this on many occasions. He has to deal with such discrimination as it is. Thank God we don't live in Indiana or Arkansas. Life is tough enough for him, you know. So can we just tell our jokes about Spud? Jerry spent about 20 minutes working on his material. Well, sure, yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, uh, what, Jerry? Uh, oh, you'd rather I go first? Are you sure? Okay. Uh, Spud Goodman's hair is thinner than the morning paper these days. Okay, the truth's the truth. My hair does lack body. Fine. Okay, Jerry, you ready to go? Here's, here's the phone. Okay. Bud Goodman is such an asshole. I mean, he's not a Scientologist, so that's about the only positive thing I can think of. When I hear him on the radio, my stomach starts turning, and depending on what I ate, often I just puke on the spot. Uh, do you want to share uh, any of your jokes you wrote about Spud? This would be the time to say them. We're live on the air. I don't write jokes. I thought this was an intervention. We're going to come and confront him and let him know what people really think of him. Just because he has this radio Seriously, show, we have to sit people through this think crap. they have to kiss yeah. his butt. He needs to be knocked down a few pegs, and this is in everybody's best interest. Well, let's let's please try to keep it entertaining. A roast is supposed to be good-natured fun, and this has kind of deteriorated into somewhat of a personal attack on Spud here. The vitriol is too much. You uh, think? Jerry, would like to say Jerry would like to say something else if he could. And uh, Jerry, please respect the rules of the roast. You don't if you don't have a joke, then please re refrain from being rude. Now, do you understand that, Jerry? Jerry? Okay, can we just end the show right now? Mm. I, I've sat here, tried to play along, but I've reached my limit. This was a bad idea from the start, and the last 55-some minutes have proved me correct. Uh, all right, all right. Well, listen, uh, Spud, we have sound engineer Mike waiting to jump in here. Mike, uh, can you step up to the mic? Yeah, hey, Spud. I have to say, some nights your cologne is so heavy in the studio here, it's like I got dropped into a bottle of CK. Maybe cut back a little bit. Oh. Fine. What, you know, I just get so many of those Calvin Klein free samples to give away at the mall. You know, I got to use them all up. You, all you have to do is just go up the you know the counter at Macy's or Nordstrom's and they give them out like candy. If anyone out there is interested. Hey, hey Jerry has uh, one last thing he'd like to say, Spud. Oh, oh, go ahead, little fella. Little fella, who is this loser again? Okay, uh, Spud Goodman, you are so vain. You probably think this joke is about you, but. Who is dumb, losing his hair, and so old, he makes Larry King... Well, what is the question? ...look like a little punk. And, oh, yeah, this one is about you. <laughs> that was your best shot? I was pretty weak. I mean, totally weak. I, I'd have to agree with you, Spud. Uh, Jerry, you had all day to work on this, and that's it. I'm a little embarrassed. Uh, we have to go now. Goodbye. No, no, Jerry, you cannot have another highball. Besides, we're out of bourbon. 
Uh, all right. Well, I guess that'll have to be it for tonight. Uh, hey, wait. Uh, what oh, about me? Derek. I, I may only work on the post-show report, but I came up with some good stuff. I've seen all the roasts on Comedy Central, and I know what works and what doesn't. This has been a horrible roast, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I might have really? to agree with you, Derek. It, it's not gone the way I was hoping. But look, Derek, uh, the world doesn't need another wannabe stand-up comic, so just butt the hell out. We need to end this freaking show right now before it gets any worse. Let me sign off. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and shout. You've been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show, a portentous harbinger of what the Internet of Things has in store for us all. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. The executive producer is Lori Madsen. Video director is TJ Pites. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hello, hello, everybody. Lawrence back in the house here, and I'm going to be your host for the Spud Goodman Post Show Report for tonight. And uh, with me, we got our first show without our regular ho- co- co-host, Gina Casino. She's out on uh, maternity leave for the next three it's months or so. But, but we got Derek here. Now, now Derek, you're still going to be handling the highlights from the Spud's uh, show, right? And, you know, the that assignment, you know, it's been dealt with you and all that other stuff. And do we need the highlights or something? We, we got to have those. Yeah. Hey, Lawrence. Rest assured, I, of course, will still be handling the show highlights. But I am excited to be co-hosting for one more week. I heard they're bringing in another woman to fill in for Gina, but until then, I fully plan on taking advantage of this opportunity. I do need some more material for my demo reel, you know? Well, you know, if you feel the need to say something funny, you know, for your demo reel, you just give me a heads up, because I don't want to step on your punchline. Yeah, I was kind of concerned about that, but I'm sure you'll give me enough space to do my thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll do my best for you, you know? Uh, So, yeah, I probably should uh, introduce our panel, right? Now, now, of course, on the soundboard, we've got Dave. Hey, how you doing, Dave? Good evening, Lawrence. Good evening, Derek, and a shout-out to Gina. A shout out to Gina there with the new one on the way uh, coming. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out, though. And then we got uh, Mike, our engineer. You know we can't do the show without you. Thanks, man. Good to see you. It's good to see you, too. And, uh, hey, TJ's here tonight. He's doing video for us. Uh, thanks, it's, it's TJ, for nice coming on in. We yeah, appreciate yeah, you. you. Yeah, and then, of course, we got uh, from Pierce College, our intern, Trent. Uh, hey, Trent. 
Uh, well, you got Noanna today, I see here, because she's up in some other country helping people or something like that. You know, I don't know what she's doing there, but, you know, she can be back next year, right? Well, you know, I have to say, you know, I missed everybody, you know, uh, last week when I was out. Super. Yeah, we missed you, too. Did you enjoy your skiing vacation to Sun Valley? Uh, did you get your? How did oh. you get your parole officer to let you leave the state anyway? Oh, uh, you know, uh, let me let me tell you something. I, I got lucky on that one because my PO, my PO was out sick the day that I reported in. And, you know, they, I asked when I asked for the travel permit. They had some new guy handling his caseload that day, and he seemed kind of overwhelmed. I almost told him I probably shouldn't be given permission, but you know, I already bought the the lift ticket. You know, and I had reservations at the ski lodge, and that poor guy he probably got written up. You know, so uh, for issuing that to me. But you know, I gotta say I had an awesome time. You know, if I don't say so myself, I was shredding it on the slopes up there. Super. You went up there all by yourself. Uh, no, I went with a woman friend. You know, she paid for everything, if you got to know, because she put it all on a credit card, I guess. Wow, is this someone you're serious about? Do we know her? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I believe so. She called in a few times, you know, and she was on the show last month. Her name is Miranda. The prison groupie chick? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Now, no, no, look, don't judge me. I'm not taking advantage of her, nothing like that, because she really wanted me to go with her. Oh, I believe that. This woman's obsessed with you, dude, and I guess every other guy who has been in jail well, before. Well, yeah, but she stopped seeing the guys in the county jail a few months ago because life was getting too hectic for her with all that. So now she's only doing her prison outreach every other Wednesday. So it's getting serious between you two? That's uh, cool. No, well, okay, okay. Now, now let me put it this way here. Miranda, she wants to have my babies, but that's not going to happen, all right? Now, so, you know, why don't we get to some music here? We're going to get to some music here. We're going to start off with one of Spud's favorites. And, yes, that's another member of the Rat Pack. We've got Sammy Davis Jr. live from the Copa with the medley here. And then we have an early song from Nirvana. It goes way back to 1988. This one's titled Spank Through. But first, we're going to kick it off with Sammy. Well, we're going to do a number. I mean, we're going to do a number here. Look at that, how I've lost out here. We would, <laughs> we would like to. Uh, songs are uh, so important, ladies and gentlemen. There are certain songs that you sing today that uh, automatically you think of other people. For instance, when you sing a song like, uh, give me that thing out of there. He ain't no more outlaw, he ran all down. He ain't no more outlaw. You crying all the time. <laughs> you ain't never took a rabbit and you ain't no rim. Praise it. You automatically think of Andre Castellanos, and this type of music has become a point of view, right? Today it's a whole different time of music and a whole different kind of concept. Oh, chicka chicka, oh, chicka chicka. It's alright, it's okay, it's alright. It's okay, it's alright, it's okay. It's okay, it's alright, it's alright. Well, I'll meet you down on 45th Street. That's where the peppermint twisters meet. Oh, yeah. I don't know, we used to do a Lindy Hop and a Jitterbug and all the things up in Harlem at the Savoy. I don't know, today it's the twist, I don't know. But if you don't do it, forget it. You know, and the guy that makes the best twist tempo for me is the guy that does, tell me what I say, tell me what I say now. Whoa, what I say, tell me what I say now. 
Every day, if the weather's good at three o'clock, I go down to the pool, take off the shirt with the shorts, and put oil on, and just lay there. <laughs> right? You know the reason why? Because I know later on that night, in the, like in the lounge or someplace, somebody's gonna come in, a friend from New York, they'll say, how's the weather here? I'll say, it's been wonderful, the sun's so magnificent, I've only been here five days, look. You know, a little shtick like that. Might as well do it. I got no time to worry about it.
You're listening to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, tonight we got in the studio, Win Bay. Hey, y'all, how you doing tonight? How you doing, Lawrence? Doing all right, doing all right. Now, I don't want to pry anything like that, but I got to ask you this, because I ask everybody, any of you done any hard time? I'm talking hard, like longer stretches than like 36 months. No. No? All right, well, you know, it's experience you can skip. Don't worry about that. Now, the name of the band, Win Bay, now, where did that originate from? Was it like a fortune cookie or something like that that you got it from? Or? That's right. It was a pizza box. Yeah. It was a pizza, pizza box. box. A pizza yeah. box? Yeah, it came to us and the, the, the grease had the letters and it just, we saw it. Nice. We saw it. I like that. That's right. It's still food oriented. I like that. You know, it speaks to my heart. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now, but now, speaking of pizza and all that stuff, now, when you guys are touring, do you guys make sure you eat a nice, well balanced diet when you're on the road? That's right. Pizza. Yeah. Cheetos and Combo, Gatorade and yeah. Super. Um, nice. I'm here. I'm here near four basic food groups there. So you guys are doing all right there. Pizza. Yeah. And now what, what bands have had an influence on y'all? You know, probably not the, the obvious ones that didn't like uh, my favorites, the Archies and Strawberry Alarm Clocks. But for, for you guys, what was your influences? Share. Share? Yeah. Oh, that's a good influence. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Super. Prince. <laughs> and Prince? Prince? Oh, Prince for real. Prince like for the, real. the single name uh, artists right there. That's yeah. listening to a lot of bangles right now. Bangles? Oh, you gotta like the bangles with little Susanna Hoff. Yeah, there you go. All right, now you, uh, you're you gonna take us out with uh, one last song. What's the song you're gonna do for us? It's a song called Kissing the Curves of the Earth. All right, Wind Burial. <laughs>
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, Derek. Looks like you're going to be switching hats now, huh? Yep. I'm putting on my highlight hat right now. I just got a new one. How do you like it? I like that hat. Looking good. It's a good highlight hat, huh? So in our first clip of the night, we have Spud asking actor Ken Osmond how it felt to be labeled as a bad influence based on his TV character, Eddie Haskell. Well, uh, let me let me let me say this. My mother often felt you were too big an influence on me growing up. Did you experience other parents trying to keep their kids away from you, fearing you'd rub off on them? Well, not me personally, but oh, I've heard that many times from so many people. You know, hey, my mom always said stay away from people like him. How did that impact you? Uh, I know you're in your later teenage years, uh, but did, did, did I mean? Did it ever bother you that uh, even though people didn't know the real Ken Osmond, did they just just surmise that maybe you were Eddie in real life? Oh no, it, it's uh, I take it as a as a compliment. Really, it's uh, it means I'm doing a decent job. Eddie Haskell, you know, I think he had. A, I knew a lot of guys that were kind of like a Eddie Haskells in the joint. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of slick and all that other stuff. Did the uh, did the wardens ever tell you to like stay away from him? Because they might be a bad influence on you. Well, see, no, because they were always kissing up to the wardens. They say, you know, warden, you look really nice today. You know, yeah. I like I like your shirt that you're wearing. Those shoes are nice Super. today. Then you get them in the yard, and they're just creating mischief all over the place. And they were the guys that got in the fir- first in line for the Jello, right? Always first in line for oh, the Jellos. Yeah, yeah, it made the trustees look bad. I tell you, that's why we didn't like them. Yeah. Yeah, but all right. Well, let's get back to some more music here. We're going to get into the rockability great Johnny Preston with Cradle of Love. And then following that, we have a band from Dallas, Texas, Oil Boom, with their song 45 Revolutions Per Minute. Well, rockabye baby in the treetop when the wind blows. When the wind blows mm. Well, Jack be nimble, Jack be quick Jack jumped over the candlestick He jumped so high up above He landed in the cradle of love Well, rock a baby In the treetop When the wind blows When the wind blows Hi diddle diddle The cat and the fiddle The cow jumped over the moon And on her way down She met a turtle dove Said let's go rockin' in the cradle of love Well rock a baby In the treetop When the wind blows When the wind blows Jack and Jill went up the hill To get a pail of water Jack fell for Jill, gave her a shove They fell into the cradle of love Well, rock a baby In the treetop When the wind blows Bye, baby, in the treetop. 
When the wind for more of the Spud Goodman Post-Show Report.
welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, what's uh, what's what's up, Nick? Yeah, so uh, we have a call, and uh, they're telling me that it's Spud's cousin Samuel. Uh, do you want to take it now? Well, you know, what I last heard the word was is that we don't let him on the air to do that weather forecast that he does. You know, that was a memo that we got from executive producers. So, you know, I don't think we can take this call. Yeah, you know, I remember that. But he says this call isn't about his weather forecast. Hmm. He's really pissed off about not being able to participate in Spud's Roast in the first hour. He said he had a bunch of material prepared and they would not take his call. Is that right? Reed, that was kind of rude. All right, what the yeah. heck? I put him on it. Hey, Samuel. Samuel, are you there? I most certainly am. Oh. Does anyone there know why I was banned from participating in Spud's Roast? I am his flipping cousin, for God's sake. I don't know. Maybe they thought you were uh, going to try and slip in a weather forecast or something. You know, I know that that is banned from Spud's show for sure. Which I will never understand. I am a licensed meteorologist with my very own Doppler radar system. People want to know what the weather is going to be each day. You know, my skills are being wasted here. Well, what they said in the staff meeting a while ago was that you're a really crappy weather forecaster. Uh, listeners, I guess, sent in a bunch of emails after most of your forecasts were so off that you just ruined their entire weekend. All right, super. Well, I am not the only weather person who was maybe a, a little off on his or her forecast. My Doppler radar must have been mistaken due to maybe a meteor shower or something. Well, you know, look, I'm sorry that you're not allowed to join in on the, the Spuds Roast that they didn't let you in on that. But I tell you, I heard it was very entertaining. But if I had gotten on the air, I would have blown everyone else away. Some say good comedy comes from displaced anger, and I am so upset at Spud that my prepared stuff would have made him cry for sure. Okay. Oh. All right. Super. I would have liked to see that. Yeah, well, I'll I tell you what. You know, would you like to do maybe one joke about him right now? You know, we, we got to get going here, so you got to make it short, all right? Can you do that? Really? Okay. Oh. Spud was a horrible cousin to me. He once gave me the measles. I had to miss my Cub Scout pack meeting where I was going to get my Wiggles badge. That was a very big deal for me, and I had to stay home in bed. I will never forgive him for that. And, oh, yeah, once he borrowed my entire Archie comic book collection and never gave it back. He said his mom put them in the garbage. Can you believe it? Um, hey, hey where's the joke? Yeah. Can anyone write a joke on this show? Super. Well, a roast is also an opportunity for those who have been emotionally victimized to have a chance to even the school. Hey, look, look, Samuel, I don't think roasts are the place for that kind of thing, you know? Okay, we gotta go now, Samuel. But I have so much more to get off my chest, like when Spud told our whole school I had lice when it was just bad dandruff. Nobody would sit near me unless I was so... Yeah, you know, I, we got to get back to the music. I think that'd be a Please. good thing to do now. So let's lead off with the a Northwest Band. It's making some noise now. Uh, the very fine Trees and Timber and their song, Good is in the Graveyard, which they performed live on Spud's show. And now they have a new album out titled Hello, My Name is Love that's now available on Swoon Records. After that, we have a legendary Northwest Band, Mother Love Bone, and their song, Lady Godiva Blues.
little mama cushions She looking oh so fine Smell like Captain Crunch And drinking all my wine She eating juices On the satellite TV She drinking my Jack Daniels And smoking all my reverse I'm fixing We're back with Derek here. What we got? Here we are getting my highlight clap, highlight hat back on. I like it. Look at shot. So I kind of want to preface this. Um, I don't want to start a big thing because I feel like this is our safe space. Like we're all friends here. Yeah. But do you guys think that people are born a certain way? Like well, people are just born a certain way and that's that's just how they are like hardwired. Yeah. Don't like they teach that in school anymore? Hmm? I think they are. People are born a certain way. Well, in our clip of the week, uh, these guys seem to think that accepting gays as being born that way is a slippery slope to eating our own feces. And, you know, I don't think that Evil Knievel could even make that leap. Hmm. That's a stretch. Hmm. I don't believe in gay people. I don't believe there is such a thing as a gay person. Shut up. You know, and I would like somebody somewhere with all of these great uh, uh, gay uh, think tanks that they claim to have, prove to me scientifically with some, 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 some evidence that there really is a, that what they call a gay gene or whatever. They can't. There isn't. It's a behavior. Shut up. So, so we've already bought hook, line, and sinker uh, in this country that, oh, they can't help it. Uh, they're just born that way. You know, well, that's great. I mean, I, I guess a rapist ought to say, hey, I can't help it. I was just born a rapist. Hey, 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 you shut your face. Shut the f*** up, Donnie. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. They say, well, it's natural. And say, okay, well, let's accept that argument. Okay, let's say it's... But there are a lot of things that are natural that aren't necessarily good. In nature, animals rape one another. So should, should rape be okay? Some animals eat their own uh, waste. Is that okay? Uh, you know, animals eat their young. I'm, is our new standard now in this society that we've, we've brought down, and as long as we're at the animal level, 
then it's okay. Shut up. As long as we're at the animal level, then it's okay. Shut up. As long as we're at the animal level, then it's okay. Will you shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Your argument is basically you're absolutely right that it that if it occurs in nature, it's quote natural. That's that's a that's an odd definition of natural because everything has happened. I mean, look at murder, etc. Well, poison. Poison is natural. Let's all drink a, a cup of poison. Oh, shut up. Well, why didn't you say so? I wish yeah. he would drink a cup of poison. Just him. You yeah, know, I, I think that you know, he said he doesn't believe in gay people. And I wouldn't be surprised if gay people didn't believe in him. Yeah, he yeah. might be a figment of their nightmare in their I imagination. Think, I think my favorite part was when they said that they would like somebody to scientifically prove that you know gay people are how they are but yet when we scientifically prove other things for them it's oh no that's who he oh yeah they're gonna yeah. say well yeah you can make up science to prove anything that's what they're gonna mm-hmm. say i gotta tell you though the one thing that maybe i could get behind was you know the animals kind of go to the bathroom wherever they want there's been some times where i've been in line for the bathroom at a seahawks game and i really don't feel like waiting but i do yeah, well, what's but- wrong with being happy I mean, isn't gay just like being happy? Well, maybe. I think, I think you're thinking festive. I think you're thinking festive. going back in time there. All right, now, let, let's do this. We're going to uh, move into some more tunes here. Um, here we got uh, coming up here is a song by the truly great Wanda Jackson and her classic Fujiyama Mama. And then we have a band from Australia. That's San Cisco with John's Song. Too. The same I did to them, baby, I can do to you Cause I'm a Fujiyama mama And I'm just about to blow my top Fujiyama yama, Fujiyama And when I start erupting Ain't nobody gonna make me stop I drink a quart of sake Smoke dynamite I chase it with tobacco And then shoot out the light Cause I'm a Fujiyama mama And I'm just about to blow my top Fujiyama yama and when I start erupting, ain't nobody gonna make me stop.
this old wise man He invited me in to his caravan And we sat down for a cup of tea He sat down very gingerly He said he still got us all back From that time on the roof with Jack We were on the roof one day When suddenly I heard Jack say Look out for that crack I threw a I was lying on Your age, I was already working for a shilling a day. It was enough to make Ma say, Oh, Johnny, you make me so proud. Pa would come home from work and say, John. One day you'll work with me down at the factory I don't want to work in no factory So I packed my bags and headed for the I was only away from home for about an hour But I was home in time for tea And I said very politely that I didn't want to work in no factory And Pa said, Johnny, I'm a second class seater He reached into his pocket, pulled out a key He said, you can have my old caravan, I won't be needing it anymore This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, all right, here we go. All right, so our final clip comes from Spud's interview with Bernie Capel about how much research he did to play the doc on the love boat. All right, here we go. Um, Bernie, I did want to ask you, uh, in preparation to play the part of the doctor on the love boat, did Aaron Spelling send you to like a weekend medical school or at least an EMT program <laughs> to get up to speed? You were the head medical officer on the ship, no, so you seem so knowledgeable. He didn't. <laughs> 
it was, uh, you know, I have to say to you when I've said to some other people, I said, hey, look, it wasn't a documentary. This was a romantic fantasy, a romantic fantasy. That could be, and it came from this book that um, uh, a lovely Geraldine Saunders wrote. She was a cruise director, and she jotted down some of her experiences, and she knew a very skirt-chasing doctor who found great license in uh, chasing chasing the ladies, and he had fun with it, and I guess he didn't offend too many people. And she wrote that down, uh, and uh, I, I mean, I laugh. I say this guy, uh, in a in a most inoffensive way, had the had the license to say to any woman he found attractive, "Take your clothes off. I'll be right in." Well, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting at. The the uh, as far as the doctor angle, it, I mean. It could be played uh, to, to your own benefit. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, and and I, I'm not saying that you did that as a civilian playing a doctor, but I, I got to believe there still were some bennies with that role, wasn't there? Some what with her role? Some bennies, some benefits. Some, uh, oh, the, the benefits. Well, yeah, well, there was one time I actually had to do a medical procedure, a splenectomy. Hi, you know, uh, he did. Wow, that's kind of crazy. I didn't realize he did a procedure. I would have wanted to hear more about that, but... Unfortunately, yeah. Gerald ruined it during the first show. Gerald yeah. ruined it? Talked oh, over the most of the story, him. yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Just threw him under the bus there. And they, all right, well, you know... You know, I was a little young to see the love boat, so I think I'll let you, uh, you older gentlemen well, it was handle exciting. it. You know, it yeah, promised it something for everyone, and it did. You know, I don't care whether you were... Black, white, straight, or happy, as CJ would say, uh, it just promised something. I love the Love Boat. One of my favorite shows. I got to tell you. You set your course for adventure on the Love Boat. Yeah. That's right. You know, I found I knew that what love was real when I watched the Love Boat. The yeah. Love Boat. It, it promised and it delivered. All right, let's do some more songs here. We're gonna do a couple songs. First, we're gonna start off with something a little special for y'all. This is a Peaches versus Supergrass. And then we're going to close this out with uh, the set here with a band from the original British Invasion. That's the Roulettes with Bad Times. Enjoy. Yeah! 
good things come to pass it's closing time we got to wrap this up here but it was a good show don't you think Derek? yeah i guess i i didn't get much time to really shine so most of my demo reel still sort of sucks oh you know it's mostly just all of me introducing celebrity highlights from spud's show not much from me and about me Derek. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. You, you, why don't you take a few seconds here and uh, go ahead and say something funny or, or witty or something like that. Go ahead. You see, that's just it. It's hard to be witty or funny on cue. I think it just sort of happens when you're properly set up by others around you. I mean, don't take offense, Lawrence, but no one on the show has the talent to be my setup guy. This is our first time working together as host and co-host. I mean, I know in time things will click and fall into place and we'll start clicking together. Well, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe we, you could uh, you just just put some out. You've never just because you don't have like a rep, uh, reservoir of things to say, like a little bag you can reach in and say <sighs> something funny. I mean, if you if you give me a minute, I can I might be able to think of something. Well, okay, may, may you think of that, but I gotta tell you this: our executive producer, she's gonna be bringing in a lady co-host next week. You know, 
You only got one more shot. You only got one more shot at this. So go ahead. You know, the floor is yours if you want to say something that's uh, like uh, going to get a program director's attention or something like that. If uh, like, you want to like, be the host of a show. What if it's like Derek? He's great. He's great. Yeah, like a Tony the Tiger thing. Can I can I use that one, Dave, as as the intro to my little demo reel? Absolutely. In fact, you could just like fake some stuff up. You could uh, come in here one afternoon and just record some little segments of different genres, splice it all together, and then there's your demo reel. All right, let's just yeah. not tell Spud about it. I don't want him to catch me. Well, can do you, can you, do you know it like a Spud impersonation? Uh, I don't really want to. I feel like that would hurt my chances more than anything. Oh, you think um, he's gonna say something bad or something like that? Uh, Super. Just, I'd rather not bring Spud into this. Uh, well, you know, if, you, if you're going for a spot funny, maybe you don't want to have that as an interview. Yeah. And you know, if the thing is, I don't begrudge you for getting this position on the post-show report. I mean, sure, I applied, but I didn't get an interview, and I was okay with it. I know how popular those prison shows are on TV and especially that lockup show on MSNBC every weekend. It makes sense you getting the job here and I appreciate you giving me a few moments now to do my thing. Uh-huh. And you know, I gave it some thought and I think I might have something here. All right. All right. Let's hear it. All right. Here it goes. Okay. Have you guys ever noticed how wacky women are when they... Oh, oh wait, wait, wait a minute. We just got the sound. We got to go what? here. We, yeah, we're out of time. I'm sorry. No. We're, all right, we're going to bid everybody adieu with a song Come by on. Molly Lewis titled Chop Chop. No, I'm please. I'm sorry just... about that, Derek. I hope everyone uh, tunes in next week. Come on. All right. all right. Oh, yeah. Let me... Let, I got a shout out to Dave here. Mike. Hey, Dave. Mike. Great to be here as always. Dude, uh, come on, can I? Thanks, man. And a nice job. Oh, can TJ, I, that's a nice job on uh, with you. TJ, oh, give, give me a second, man. Come on. Nice to oh, be but, happy. But hold on a second, Dad. I got to thank Trent. He's our intern here. He's been in the house doing a good job. Thank you, Trent. Thank you. I'm sorry, Dad. He's but not even go listening to, to the show. Song. That's uh, how loyal he is. That, that was my chance. Well, you know what? We got to go into ch- uh, Molly Lewis titled Chop Chop. No. And uh, I hope everybody tunes in again next week. Have a good night, everybody. I'm tasked with your assassination But I don't like confrontation I would much prefer a quiet hit and run But at combat I am cruddy And stabbing gets too bloody And it isn't sportsmen like to use a gun Swords are really not my style Poison capsules take a while But the interaction's what I mostly dread But when my hand is at the ready And my arm is strong and steady I can chop you in the ass until you're dead And I'm like Chop, chop And the henchmen hit the floor when I go Chop, chop They won't be henching anymore It doesn't look the best But it moves me on my quest Don't act like you're not impressed But I'm not so great at chit-chat It's not personal, you're stationed in my way I guess I could try to seduce you But it isn't what I'm used to And sexy spies are kind of a cliché I'm not troubled by the killing But I find I'm less than willing To avail myself of anybody's gaze I'm not a brute, I'm not a terrorist I'm just easily embarrassed And gunfire only adds to my malaise So I go Chop, chop And the bad guys hit the ground when I go Chop, chop And they make the weirdest sound It's one part yodel, two parts scream Yet your partner doesn't seem To notice that you took one for the team 
so I'm all chop chop. They can't see me when I squat, so I go chop chop. It might sound sexy, but it's not. There's no technique or grace when I'm chopping your third base. I just don't want to look you in the face, so I go chop chop. Then I'm like chop chop. It isn't so unkind. It's just what I've been assigned. It's a job I can really get behind. The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Associate producer, David Deer. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Anna Howell and Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll public. Publicist. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. <laughs>